Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. And this is Dan Baer's interview with the writer and director for The Quiet Girl, Colin Barade. How long should they keep her? Till after the baby? She can't take it for as long as the life. Welcome everyone to the next Best Picture podcast where we are talking with the director and writer of the Oscar-nominated film The Quiet Girl, Colm Barade. Colm, how are you today and how are you dealing with all this exciting time? <laughs> I'm I'm very good, Dan. I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm kind of pinching myself a little bit. Uh, it's, it's been a pretty wild ride. Um, but you know, what a, what a wonderful journey to be on, you know, it's, I guess it's this, it's sort of the stuff of dreams. Like I was at the Oscar nominee luncheon the other day and that <laughs> met like Steven Spielberg and Guillermo del Toro and Alfonso Cuaron and Roger Deakins. And, you know, so I'm kind of, I'm kind of pinching myself a little bit, certainly. Mm-hmm. Well, it's for a very deserving film, for a very beautiful film. For anyone listening who doesn't know, The Quiet Girl was adapted from a short story. And I was wondering, what drew you to this material first as a reader and then as someone who decided to make a movie out of it? Um, I guess, you know, the the story, um, which is called Foster, is by Claire Keegan, who's, you know, one of our great writers back in Ireland. She's, um, you know, she writes largely kind of shorter form material. She's, um, but she's a real master of of what she does. And like her most recent work was actually shortlisted for the Booker Prize and is being made into a movie now with Killian Murphy, actually. But her writing 
just when I read Foster, it was the first piece of her writing that I had encountered and it just floored me, you know, um, you know, the formal aspects of it were amazing, obviously, but, um, the emotional, uh, power of the piece was, was really remarkable and, and how, how it was sort of delivered with this great restraint, you know, that there's, it doesn't indulge in, in, uh, in any kind of manipulation or anything like that. It's, it's a very kind of pure and unfiltered piece of storytelling that just lands this huge emotional uh, sort of gut punch, uh, particularly right, right at the end. And, um, you know, I was in tears by the time I got to the end of it. And uh, I just had this, you know, undeniable urge to, to try and translate it to, to screen. And thankfully the rights were, were still available at that point. And, and Claire was, was, was happy uh, to allow a first time feature filmmaker access to, to this beautiful piece of work. Yeah. And like you said, this is your first feature. You've done shorts, you've done TV, you've done documentaries. How did you feel those experiences helped you in both prepping and filming The Quiet Girl? Um, well, I guess, you know, I've always had a deep love of fiction filmmaking. And I've always sort of, you know, to make a feature has been, I guess, a dream of mine for, for many years. Um, and as you say, like I've been making short films since adolescence, really. And then, you know, I kind of got into working in TV and making documentaries as well, um, largely as a way of like still being a director and but still being able to like, you know, <laughs> earn money and, and survive. Um, but then I, I came to realize that I, I've really I really learned so much working in documentary as well and, and, and in television. You know, it's. I really value all of those experiences because particularly the, the kind of documentary work where I was, you know, doing kind of observational documentaries where you're, you're following people over an extended period of time. And, you know, I'd oftentimes be filming myself, like doing the camera work and, and you really learn a great patience, I think in that work, you know, that you're, you're just observing character in a way. Um, and you're not inserting yourself into the process. You're trying to become invisible almost. So certainly I, I feel like I learned, uh, yeah, like that that sense of patience. And when I look at The Quiet Girl, I, I feel like there's a sort of a very patient approach to character evident in, in the work. And also the other thing when I was shooting documentaries is I was always really concerned with, with trying to capture a sense of place, you know, like trying to trying to figure out, like, how do you how do you represent like the essence of this space that you're in? And I really feel again when I watched The Quiet Girl that 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 kind of muscle I developed over those years making documentaries and shooting documentaries that that again is is quite evident in in the film's sort of careful presentation of place, um, which is so important to the film even thematically because you know the film is a sort of meditation on the fact that we're we're all shaped by our environments you know so like the 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 environments in the film are sort of characters in their own right. And I guess also, you know, when you work in, in documentary for so long and people are kind of bearing their 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 souls to you and oftentimes letting you into their lives in a way that's that's sort of deeply uh, emotional and you kind of carry that with you then when you move into fiction filmmaking and that you're you're searching for for something quite truthful and you're you're wary of anything that that's um that's contrived or or that has a sense of artifice about it. And hopefully the the film, in terms of how it it explores character and and the sort of emotional 
subtext of everything. Hopefully, it's it it feels to audiences like it's it's in that realm of 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 being quite honest and uh, and that it earns its moments, I guess, emotionally. And I can say that for me, in my watching it, I was so struck by how you were able to capture the feeling of being alone as a child. There are several scenes of her when she's just alone in the new house. And between how she was placed in the frame and the sound, I was just sort of immediately taken back to my own childhood when you're like mom and dad finally decided it gets okay to leave the kids at home for an hour or two and all of a sudden everything got really quiet and heavy and so i was very uh captured uh by that in in this film and i i was wondering what obviously you create that feeling through all of the elements of film with the cinematography and the editing and the set and all of that. But did you have a specific idea in mind for how you wanted to go about creating that feeling? Or did you find it while you were shooting? Talk about creating a feeling in a fiction film. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah. That's lo- lovely to hear you say that, actually, because that's like precisely what we were trying to do is like place the audience back into that feeling that we all remember when we were kids of of you know being somewhere strange or or encountering an adult that you didn't know yet and not trying to figure them out or or you know feeling fear or feeling joy or whatever you know and that was like i knew that was the key to to the film working was it was always rooted in the question of point of view you know in the same way that foster by claire keegan is you know it's written in the first person and everything is filtered through this one young consciousness so for us it was every kind of decision in terms of the aesthetic of the film was rooted in that understanding so so like even the shape of the frame which is like academy ratio 137 to 1 that in itself is is an attempt on our part to present this kind of naive point of view in a sense like it's it's a it's a point of view uh where the her horizons haven't expanded yet you know that they're we liked this idea of things being just outside of the frame that are kind of beyond her understanding or beyond her reach in a way. And also, yeah, we were just trying to find a simplicity of form, I think, in which quite complex dynamics could be observed by the audience, but that the form itself is sort of emulating this this childlike perspective on, on things and that there's an almost like a naivety to the, to the image making. So that was that was certainly our our intent, and I always quite like the idea as well that the Academy ratio itself, you know, that belongs to a time when cinema was like in its infancy or its kind of early adolescence. Maybe it just it just felt quite suited, you know, to the uh, to the the the, the present the, the presentation of this point of view, and also a film that's so much about silence as well. You know, it's like Catherine's performance is almost like a silent movie performance in a way, like the amount of dialogue she 
has is is fairly limited. You know, it's it's uh, it's very much a a non-verbal movie. I I would argue. You know, the it's all about subtext and it's all about reading into the characters and um, you know, it's that kind of thing, like that old Hitchcockian adage about you should be able to understand a movie with the sound turned off and I think our film would certainly kind of fall into uh into that category that it's it's uh it's it's first and foremost a, a piece of, of visual storytelling absolutely you're absolutely right it, it does feel like a silent movie I felt the whole way through I knew exactly what was going on between these characters even the unspoken things that is going on between them were you able to do a lot of rehearsing with the actors? I know Catherine Clinch had not done any film work before, if if I recall incorrectly. And how did you go about? Because the chemistry and the way that she and the other actors sort of navigate the relationships is extremely well done. Yeah, thank you. Um, I guess we did we did quite a bit of rehearsal, but. Not so much between Catherine and Carrie and Andrew, who play the the surrogate parents. In a way, the the sort of period of prep with Catherine was almost more about me getting to know her and sort of developing a a sort of a language between us and a trust between us. And also, you know, I, I, I was quite keen that she would get used to the environment. So we used to go to the locations uh, with her and the other the other girls who played her sisters and. You know, so we do like we do like rehearsals sometimes out in, in a barn or something, you know, on the farm and uh, and then just get them doing like kind of chores around the place and, you know, just get them used to the place, you know, because it, it's um, this was now the biological, the, the homestead, her biological homestead, that this is a place that they just know, you know, that they exist in. But then when it came to like the, the place that she goes to and then the people she meets there. I wanted that to feel less familiar to her because that's what it feels like to her character. So for instance, she didn't she wouldn't have seen a huge amount of of Carrie and Andrew before we we did the filming and and I know Andrew in particular whose character takes a little longer to sort of uh get close to 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 Court, to Catherine's character. He quite purposely you know, between takes and stuff, didn't sort of try to ingratiate himself too much with Catherine. He almost kept a little bit of a distance. And then over time, as the shooting went on, and as their characters, because we shot it as as chronologically as we could, Mm -hmm. um, as their characters kind of become closer, he was allowing himself to become closer to her off camera as well. So there was this beautiful relationship developing between them organically, to the point that when we filmed like the kind of final scenes, that uh, myself and the sound recorders in particular, who would have been hearing all of their interactions like off camera, like throughout the shoot and sort of witnessing this this sort of kindling of this relationship. Like we were both just in tears, like watching the monitor um, when we got to to, the, to those final scenes. And um, yeah, it was just really, it was a really special, really special thing to to witness. Well, that translates to the film. I know I shed a good many tears at the end, and I know a lot of other people who have as well. So thank you. Thank you for the film. Thank you for your time today. And before we go, I just have one last question for you. Were you a quiet boy growing up? I was, Dan. If you weren't asking me all these questions, I wouldn't be talking so much. Uh, (laughs) 
I definitely related to the character. Yeah, I was I was more of a, a quiet, like observant kid. I think I was sort of yeah. I I had the camera rolling in my head. And, <laughs> yeah, observing. I think so. Yeah, I certainly kind of identified with the character on, on that front, you know. And in a weird way, it's kind of like the you know, the Irish language, which is like this minority language in Ireland mm-hmm. that's sort of struggling to survive in many ways and is actually on UNESCO's endangered languages list. The Irish language is almost like, you know, Coates character. It's like this this sort of downtrodden and forgotten language in a way that's been sort of silenced um over the years. But but hopefully like Coates character will 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 sort of find its its voice you know so um certainly this film has has helped in that regard and and has become a a kind of a, a rallying call of sorts i think for 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 many people back home yeah well like i said it's it is very deserving film to do that i wish you all the success thank you so much for joining us today thanks dan great to talk Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening to Dan Bear's interview with the writer and director for the Oscar-nominated film, The Quiet Girl, Colin Barade, here on the Next Best Picture podcast. The Quiet Girl is representing Ireland in this year's Academy Awards for Best International Feature and is up for your consideration. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support, which you can also lend on over at Patreon. For $1 minimum a month, you'll get some exclusive podcast content from us. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and we will see you all next time. That's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.